What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. It's your host, Brie Goodfellow. And today, Mitchell and I dig into a pretty controversial topic. It's all about a weight loss drug that is soon going to flood the market. So let's dig in and get at it. Hello, Mitchell. Hello. (laughs) Well, y'all, we're back on here today, and we are talking about, I think, the biggest Band-Aid ever. (laughs) Big old Band-Aids. Talking about Band-Aids. No, and before we dive into that, Mitchell, I have a very important question for you. I'm ready. If I were to wave a magic wand today, and this weekend you could experience any job Mm. ever, yeah. For just two days, and you literally are that person that does that job for just two days, just for the, the heck of it. I already know. What is it? I'd work on Wall Street and trade stocks. Wow. I'd, either, I'd do something in hedge fund, stock trader, um, uh, something like that. Okay, but here's the kicker. You don't remember everything when you come back. Oh, well, I still do it. I mean, I don't... I'd, it's purely just. I for mean, fun. that's dumb. That I don't get to remember anything. <laughs> well, that shows like, it, it, just for like purely like in the moment fun. Yeah. No, I would just. I don't know. I'd want to. That that that's what I'd pick, regardless if I can remember it or not, because that is, that is what I would do if I was not in the fitness space, and if I if I did go to college or something like that, then that's what I would have studied, or that's that's my passion, outside of uh, outside of fitness. I love markets, trending, predictive stuff, where they're going to be at. Like, it's, it's, it's a game to me. Mm. And seeing, okay, well, the world made this many decisions, and, okay, there's this currency and there's that. Like, I just don't – it's not an opinion to me. It's like a just a flowing – I think it's so cool, and mm. I just love it. And it's just a living, breathing beast. I guess so. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I love it. So, so that's what I would do. And I would love to um, be in that energy. Wow. What? Mi- military and Wall Street are the two things I didn't do in my life that uh, I don't, I don't want to say the word regret because I love where I'm at now, yeah. but I didn't do those two things and um, taught myself out of the military. And uh, I didn't know when I was younger how much I liked all the Wall Street stuff. Mm. Okay. And when you said that energy, like how would you define that energy? It's just nonstop, dude. You can get Chinese food at three in the morning if you want it. It don't matter. Like it is go, 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 hustle all the time, do big things, take big risks. Like, like right now, if you want to take like, like in my job, if I want to take a big risk, it takes so long to take that big risk. And, mm-hmm. and some people might look at that and they might say, you know, oh, well you did it in six months. Yeah. But like a, a trader, dude, they could like, you can do a hundred million dollars in a day. That's, you know, that's what a rush. It's just interesting. It's just neat. It's just, it just fits my personality. And, and I love winning. And I guess Mm -hmm. if you could just every day, you know, it's my life isn't a roller, there's an emotional roller coaster. So I guess if the stock goes up and then it goes down and you're, (laughs) ah. Y'all, if you saw his face light up talking about this, just lit up. Well, it was really interesting. I'm not surprised though. I mean, it makes sense for you. Yeah. It's just, um, it would be cool. Interesting. For me, um, I thought about this a lot. Well, I used to think about it a lot when I was a kid. I was like, what do I want to do when I grow up? Um, the first thing you think would be really cool, I don't think I'd choose it now, but is being the person that designs the labels for wine bottles. Like the whole like. Why so descriptive? <laughs> what in the world? 
I know. Well, for one, I was like, who does that? Like, who's the person that does that? And then, like, to create an image and a brand around the way something tastes and the way you experience that, I always thought was fascinating. Like, who gave you this name for this wine? Like, I always wondered why. I think that's fascinating. Depending on, like, where it was from and how the freaking grapes were picked and... You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's all the crap we learned. Uh, we went to Napa for my wife's 30th birthday. So interesting. And they teach you all that. And it's, um, it is um, it is interesting. It's very, you just, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that was like what I used to say for a long time. Then thinking about it, if I could just jump into someone's like career, it would definitely be an interior designer, like putting big projects together and seeing it all like come to life and see people like experience it. Like what you like designed in your head. Yeah, that's a very, that is a different skill set that I don't have. Oh, I think that'd be amazing. That is, to me, that is so hard. Like, yeah. interior designing or like when my wife, you know, I'm, you know, redecorates a bedroom or something. You know, I'm going to get these yellow pillows and yeah. I just, I don't see it. I don't <laughs> understand. And then you put it together and I say, oh, this is amazing. And then you walk in, you experience it and you're like, oh, I get it. You feel it. Yeah, I don't understand. She always makes fun of me. She's like, how can you not see that the yellow pillows, we don't even have <laughs> yellow pillows, so I don't, I don't know why I'm saying that, but how, how do you not see that the yellow pillows are better than the gray pillows, but you know that strong side 2035 is going to do this and that. I don't, I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's, it's a vision. Yeah. I always think those things are really cool. I just, I find it interesting when I ask people if I, my magic wand does a lot and it gets people thinking and creative. I, I waved a magic wand. Yeah, that, that's how I do. And I feel like now that's kind of happening. Like someone waved a magic wand and now there's a weight loss pill. The one that answers everyone's Talk about problems. a segue. <laughs> It's answering so many people's problems, apparently. So Mitchell knows way more about this, y'all, than I do. Um, but if you haven't heard, there's this new magic weight loss pill that's coming onto the market. Mitchell, can you give a little brief summary onto what's breaking news with this? Dun, dun, dun. We need news <laughs> music to roll into this. So I think it's important to talk about, uh, before we get to weight loss pill, where it actually came from. And um, because it, it's, I'm trying to be non-biased on it and and just kind of understand where it lives because it, it's it's going to touch my space it's going to touch the gym space and mm -hmm. the and the stuff so I, I need to understand it but it's not that the inception of this thing is the devil uh so there there's a bunch of big companies that make um like pharmaceuticals and you know drugs and stuff like that like legal drugs i guess right mm -hmm. um and one of them is eli Lilly, and it's one of the big big players and what they have done is they have dramatically dropped the cost of insulin. And so just in case you don't know, if you're type 1 or type 2 a diabetic, the reason that you are that type of diabetic is an insulin management problem. Either you produce too much insulin or you don't produce an insulin or your pancreas needs help producing insulin, you know, blah, 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 right? So if you're diabetic, you need insulin at some degree. Um, we all need insulin, but, you know, that's, that's who takes it is diabetics. And there's like 30 million people uh, in America out of the 330 million that take insulin uh, for diabetes, all right? So that, that's a big chunk. There's you know, so there's there's tons of people that are diabetic, but they haven't been diagnosed, diagnosed yet. There's tons of people that are pre-diabetic, but I'm saying 30 million of 330 million take insulin for diabetes. And a big problem with that is how expensive insulin has gotten. And I don't know what it costs to make insulin. I don't know the whole framework, but it's a lot. And you have these vials for insulin. And 
the amount you take, so a vial is the same amount of units, just no matter what, but how much somebody needs can change. Mm-hmm. You might need a, a vial in a day or two vials in a day or a vial in a week, like it's whatever, right? Well, this vial costs a certain amount of money. And what is a big problem is that a vial could cost $250, even if you have insurance, you're taking, you know, one every couple of days, your bill could easily be $1,300, $1,400 a month, even with insurance. And people can't afford that. So what they do is they start rationing it. Mm-hmm. And they start saying, okay, well, I could probably live on 80% of my needed dose. So I'm just going to do that. And I, it can make me go one paycheck longer or something like that before mm-hmm. I have to buy it. Like that, that is just what happens. Mm-hmm. And what's been a big push through uh, government funding, through uh, when, when the um, – when uh, COVID happened. There was like a COVID act that went across the board because it was, uh, you can't go to work, but you still have bills. Like you still have diabetes, mm-hmm. even though you can't go to work. So they put a hard cap on the price and, and, and they've done things to try to decrease the price of insulin. And that's been the big goal. So I'm not trying to describe this thing like it's the devil. And if you could do that, then that would be great for the people who, I mean, you could have type one diabetes, you're just born with it. And yeah, you can say, well, it's genetically predisposed because your parents, that's great and all, but you have it now. So right. you, you like, you have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so it's a good problem to solve. And what Eli Lilly has done, uh, I'm just going to call it Lilly from now on because it's too long. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but what Lilly's done is they have lowered the price of insulin, check this out, to $35 per month hard cap. So even if you if you have insurance, different if you don't have insurance, but if you have insurance, your max out of pocket, no matter how much how many vials of insulin you use, is thirty five dollars. I just told you that a vial of yeah. insulin. There's different types of insulin, but on average, you could be spending up to two hundred fifty dollars per vial uh, for your insulin. So we're talking a dramatic price cut here. It's like it's about seventy percent of a price cut mm-hmm. to do this. So now what you're saying is that everybody who has diabetes. no longer has to make life decisions on their diabetes. You know, you're not at the grocery store saying, I get to eat less this week because I got to go have my diabetes medication because, well, if I don't have that, then I ain't eating any chicken because I'm dead. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't have to do that. You don't have to stress. You know, it's, it's, I I get it. I mean, like, that would be very hard. I don't have diabetes, um, but I know, I don't have diabetes, but I know I don't want a $1,300 bill in my life. I know Mm -hmm. that. So, um that's a really unique problem to solve. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people trying to solve it and there's that. So I don't know if we want to pause on that for a second and talk about the good of it. I know your husband has diabetes. Yeah. Well, I mean the price cut of it in general, you know, it, it's always varied. Like Zach and I have gone through like three, just from personal experience and watching it we've gone through so many different insurance companies in the last two years and every time we've changed it's always because of how much we'd have to pay for his insulin it's always that and um and just looking how it's changed like with our recent jump to a different insurance company you know what was you know 35 dollars for all of his insulin at one point um like you know he would get like maybe three vials um for 35 dollars now it's 35 dollars per vial like it's always changing depending on what you're going with um i mean it depends on the person's you know ideally you don't need as much insulin 
if you're not eating as many carbohydrates and if you have a healthier lifestyle. And it, it definitely varies whether you are a type 1 diabetic or a type 2 diabetic, how that's being administered. Like Zach has an insulin pump, so he needs it literally to live. If we're out of insulin, we're not in a good place. Um, he's going to the hospital. There's going to be a problem. Um, but with people who are type 2, you know, I can see how you can definitely ration it out. Like, okay, I can do this little dose here, this little dose here. And it's a lot of strategy around something that's very particular. I mean, it's your hormones. If you look at anything, you know, that's common with hormones, even look at something like birth control pills that are hormones changing a female's body. If you miss one, like that changes your hormones. If you miss one pill, like a day, that changes two, three, like notice how that changes your body. Imagine changing the dosages of your of your rations prescribed by your doctor. Mm -hmm. Like you're messing with so much with your body. So with looking at how that dramatic price decreases, that's huge. That's huge. I mean, I can't imagine Zach's at a place now where he's over the years been able to reduce the amount of insulin he's needed because he's put on more muscle and he doesn't need as much because of it, which is great. Um, but if you're going through a vial a day, that's, I mean, that's a really dangerous place to be. He goes through one vial like every I don't know, maybe two. I mean, I, I could be wrong. I threw out a vial a day. I was just, <laughs> that's a lot. Of just insulin. to get the listeners to understand, I'm just yeah. throwing together a concept. It's a yeah. lot. I mean, but everyone's different too, right? And everyone's in different places. But um, no, it's a really real thing. And in looking at just the business side of it, which I know you know a lot of, and because it's it's not the devil. Like it, I th I don't think anything started from ill intentions it's just where it's now going into for people who maybe don't have diabetes yeah but some of the some of the worst things in the world were started with good intentions yeah i know that's why i have another bias side to it yeah. like on how i feel about it um but that's my take on that part yeah um so that's a good problem that's that's being solved i think that there's an there's an interesting piece on this that I would like, if I could steer the conversation, I don't know where we're going to go, but uh, if I had to talk about the business side of it first and the weight loss side of it second, I think that's what the, is the most interesting. So the business side of it first, if I say, okay, I'm going to create this drug and I'm going to help people uh, manage their diabetes, I'm going to lower the cost of insulin. I think it's a great, great business play because Lilly is one of a few companies that does this at scale. And what that means is that Lily has a third of the market share. So three out of 10 people that use insulin for their diabetes uses a Lily product or a Lily insulin. And there's three main ones. I believe there's more, but there's three main type of insulins. And based on your type of diabetes and blah, 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 what you could use. Well, they own that. Well, you just made a good point. I change my insurance based on how much I have to pay. Mm -hmm. So if I have competitors... And I can slash my prices 70% mm -hmm. and you can't, I'm going to absorb more market share, right? I'm basically pushing that out and giving that to everybody. And when I think about that, I think about Rockefeller in the 1920s when he bought up all the oil companies because Standard Oil lowered its price of oil so much that the competitors couldn't keep up and they drove themselves out of business. And then once they did that, Rockefeller bought all the oil companies and then he raised the price of oil back back to what it was and he made all the money and that's why we have like monopoly acts and trust acts and stuff like that today that is literally why that happened so what you could do is you could lower your price of insulin to 35 dollars. you could put everybody else out of business you could absorb all the market share and then you might say oh man there's trust acts no no dude why do you think facebook changed its name to meta 
So Meta could own Facebook and Meta could own Instagram. Meta could own, you can have a parent company that splits it up in different LLCs and they mm-hmm. just own different pieces of it. Yeah. You can own the doctor's office where I get prescribed. You can own the medication. Yeah. You can own the content. You can own the licensure. You can own different pieces of it. Or you can be so heavily lobbied that you can get the information out there. So how big it's supposed to be is that the, the Lily drug, this insulin, just in the weight loss side, we'll get to that in a second, but just the weight loss pill is supposed to be valued at $100 billion. And to give you relevance on how big that is, is if I took all the fitness space things, I took Orange Theory, F45, Lifetime Fitness, Gold's Gym, put strong side in there because <laughs> heck yeah. <laughs> It's all the supplements, take it all. It's $94 billion. So you're going to have a pill that is worth more than the entire global fitness market combined. So what's the power behind that? What decisions are allowed to get made with that? Who runs that company? Who makes those decisions? Who is in charge of that content? You're putting so much behind it that uh, it's like, well... Is that the person that we want making the decisions? Is that the person that we want giving us education? Is that the, I mean, yeah. like right now, today, Kraft, Coca-Cola, and Walmart own 60% of the content that's in the National Dietetic Association, the American Heart Association, the National Diabetes Association. That's why we hear things like in moderation, low sugar, um, yeah. eat within reason, drink and moderately. And it makes me so angry to hear things. Like, I understand the business side of it, but in looking at, you know, to the point that you made with, you know, if Lily drops the prices of everything, everyone's like, oh, wow, it's going to be affordable insulin, and they're flocking to it. Well, all these people who need insulin to be lower for them, and then the price goes back up to what it was. I mean, like, they're, you're giving a lot of people who had, like, hope for a second that they don't have to ration things. You see where I'm going? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they do that, though. I don't think they bring it back up because okay. then you like are the devil. But you are the devil that happens. But what what they're definitely trying to do is hit an economy of scale. Like it, it is a business. I'm in the business yeah. of helping people. I'm also a for profit business. There is nothing wrong with making money. Yeah. But so I, I'm not saying that they're like, oh, they're screwing people over their insulin. No, they're trying to say, like, when you go I don't know if you've ever gone through this, you go online, you get car insurance. If you've ever been uh, denied car insurance through a company, they recommend you to another company. Mm-hmm. And the reason they recommend you to another insurance company is because what they're really saying is, hey, dude, um, you're way too liable for us. We're pretty sure you're going to get into a car accident. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recommend you to our competitor. So you go get in a car accident with them and they have to pay oh. for your car, mm-hmm. right? That's it. They're not nice people. That's right. what they're doing. Right. Um, so I think you keep the price at $35, but you drive everybody out and yeah. you control an ecosystem because $275 for a vial, uh, well, my note, yeah, $275 um, of 30% of the market share, you know, what if it was 35, 100% of the market share? Yeah. And what if that market share grew? What if more people had diabetes? Like, are you in the business of curing diabetes? Are you in the business of making sure everybody has diabetes and takes your medication? Because right. if you're in the business of curing diabetes, then you'd run yourself out of business. Yeah. Well, it's the same idea like when um, like when COVID hit, there was no, you know, guidance or marketing towards taking vitamin D. 
there's nothing towards that. Like there's yeah. nothing on the other side of it. Like how do we make sure that you don't have to worry about taking like X, Y, and Z medications? It's like getting to, I always try and focus on like, what's the root cause? Like what is one thing that like the body needs to then be optimal to not have to need all the other band-aids, yeah. you know? So in looking at this, like, yeah, I mean, they're in the business of making sure that you have all the diabetes supplies and things that you need. Like, and great. I do want to just freaking pause for a minute. I don't think there's a, a boardroom of people sitting around <laughs> going, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get them all sick. I know that there's all these Netflix documentaries that do that, but I, yeah. I do believe that it's just a different mindset. And it's like, I'm sure that if somebody from Lily was on this podcast, they'd say, no, what we're trying to do is help treat people yeah. with, that have diabetes. And what, you yeah. know, there's a growing, we, Lily would say, we're not attributing to people having diabetes. We're trying right. to help the people that have diabetes. Yes. With you. Yeah. I'm with you In too. <laughs> insert weight loss pill. Here we go. <laughs> so now here's where it gets kind of shaky. This is what the whole freaking podcast is about is that what you're doing with diabetes. So I would make the argument that everything we've talked about so far, I think is fantastic. Like yeah. let, let's lower it. Let's get it to as many people as possible. Um, you know, yeah, I wish there was less people with type two diabetes, but there's not. Um, so your feet don't fall off from rotting, which does happen. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, you ever heard of sugar foot? I have heard of sugar Have I ever told you my story about Sugarfoot? Yes, you have. All right, well, I'm going to go And I went and told everybody about I'm gonna it. Go, I'm going to tell the listeners right tell now. The listeners. Check, this, check this out. Turn it up, guys. If, if, you're, if you're queasy, <laughs> hang on. So my wife works in the OR, and I got this story from the OR. No names, no HIPAA information was ever disclosed. It was just a, maybe, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's how I got the story, right? Uh, this person had type 2 diabetes, and... With type 2 diabetes, what's happening is you have more blood sugar in your body or more sugar in the bloodstream is how the blood sugar goes up than can be managed. And insulin is excreted from the pancreas to manage that. And then when there's excess insulin in the body, there's hyperinsulinemia. That's what that's called. And you basically just have like radical amounts of insulin and sugar floating through the body. Well, sugar has mass or volume to it. So it weighs down and it goes in your feet. And that's why the uh, poor circulation happens. So if you have type 2 diabetes, there's a good chance chance that the circulation in your feet can get uh, uh, restricted and then they can die. Like people have to get their foot amputated because they have diabetes and stuff like that. That happens. Mm -hmm. And with all the sugar uh, pulling down, it's called sugar foot. Turns out that all the sugar sitting in there, you can taste it. And <laughs> what happened was, is this dude took, they had to do surgery on a guy because this dude fell asleep and at his house. And his dog started licking his feet, which tasted like sugar. So he ate his toe. I don't know how asleep the guy was, but he didn't go to the hospital the first time. No, 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 no. No. Um, the story was told to me when the second time. Y'all, I'm not okay <laughs> over here. He went to sleep with his sugar foot and his dog ate his toes. Um, so... If Lily could put a stop to that, that would just be that. That would be great. Fantastic. I yep. So be president. Yeah, you don't you don't need Sugarfoot, guys. It's a true story. Oh my god, I know so it's sad. crazy. Um, but oh. so, anyways, all right. So 
So then we insert weight loss pill. Okay, so here's what really happens with insulin. Insulin is your fat storing hormone. You cannot store fat without insulin. I'm going to repeat that again. You cannot store fat without insulin. Uh, you know, just think for a second. If I eat 500 calories of chicken and I eat 500 calories of cake, why is 500 calories of chicken supposed to make me thin, but 500 calories of cake is supposed to make me fat? They're both 500 calories. Mm -hmm. So if you want to say weight loss is just calories in, calories out, and that's you know that's there's no other factors. Uh, exercise more, eat less, you'll lose weight. Well, why? And also why, how come you can eat a 500-calorie sandwich and you can drink 500 calories of Coca-Cola, so 1,000 calories, mm -hmm. but you can't eat two sandwiches? Yeah. You're full, right? It, it doesn't make sense. There's still 1,000 calories. It doesn't make sense. You've never been full on chips and salsa. You go to the Mexican restaurant, it's like a freaking eating competition. You can uh -huh. eat as many chips and salsa as you want, right? Sugar doesn't tell your body that you're full. So what happens is when you take in sugar, carbohydrates, high glycemic index carbohydrates, you can even eat less carbohydrates, but if the carbs you're eating are too starchy and too sugary, you're bumping up all this blood sugar. So insulin tells your body to store fat. And it tells your body to store fat in the midsection primarily. You know, look at the back of your hands, look at your forehead, look at the top of your feet. You don't store fat there, right? There's no insulin receptor sites on your forehead. It'd be weird. Fat forehead. Yeah. <laughs> But there is a lot of insulin receptors in your hips. You know, what's yeah. that saying? A moment on your hips, a decade on your, or a moment on your lips, a decade on your hips or whatever. I hate that. Thing. Yeah. And, um. Well, it's the same idea. Like I ask my clients if, you know, like, oh, I have like, you know, I can't tell if I'm hungry or if I'm bored. And I ask them like, well, if you're going to look at a snack, ask yourself, would you eat chicken right now? If you say yes, you're hungry. And yeah. no, you're probably not hungry. You're probably bored. You're just looking for, like, they. you look for carbs. You look for yeah. sugar to snack on. Same so idea. that that is what happens. Like, 100% of the time, your body stores fat. Nobody gains weight on broccoli. Correct. So you can eat <laughs> as much calories as you want. Tell me how much weight you gained. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's healthy. I'm just kind of giving you extreme examples here, right? Mm -hmm. And then, however, and then, and then the, it without diving too much into this, because it'd be a whole different podcast, then it's like, well, how long have you eaten this many carbohydrates and stuff like that? Because then it wouldn't matter not only the volume, but the type. It's, it's really carbs and sugar, but you, you need them to live. If you exit carbon sugar from your body, your brain is 70% fat, but it functions on glucose, which is sugar. Mm -hmm. Every muscular contraction, you're going to work out today, every muscular contraction is sugar-based. Your, your muscles need carbohydrates to live. In fact, we keep talking about this insulin hormone. And before you turn it off and you say, no insulin, insulin's the devil. Well, without insulin, you die. Because yeah. what insulin does is as it gets excreted, its main job is to take carbohydrates and put them inside your muscles. And you might say, oh, well, I don't work out often. I don't need that many. I don't need carbs in my muscles. Well, if you would like to, I don't know, pick up your arm at some point today, if you would like to write on a sheet of paper, if you would like to blink your eyes, all those are muscle contractions. Mm -hmm. Your heart contracting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, your entire life is a muscular contraction. Mm -hmm. It's just a different muscle fiber type than your chest, for example. That's why you get tired after five push-ups, but your heart can contract all day long. Your lungs, your organs, whatever, you must have insulin and you must have carbohydrates or you die. Mm -hmm. You just don't need Pop-Tarts. Right. So that's it's context. Food is yeah. context and data. Yeah. So then, then it's like, okay, well, how do people lose weight? Eat less, exercise more. That was like a big fad. Okay. Yep. But then people started realizing, oh, well, there's millions of people that run on a treadmill every day and don't eat. Uh, so, and you know, you've heard me say this a million times. It's, it's not that you're uneducated, you're highly educated. 
just with the wrong information. Mm -hmm. So it's not eat less, exercise more. It's a hormone management game. So if I look at it and say, well, wait a minute, insulin stores fat. What if I could regulate insulin? So no, uh, no weight loss uh, pill. Now, I'm not talking about Zinedrin from you guys who remember that or, you know, fat loss pills now. I'm saying no medical company that makes real, legitimate, real, massive study uh, uh, drugs has ever been able to take an insulin product outside of diabetes and make it a weight loss supplement. And they just finished phase three with the FDA. And now it's going to be able to get pushed out to scale of a weight loss supplement. And here's the crazy part about it. And I know you got opinions on this is you look at, does it work? So if I take it, does it work? Well, if I have gastric bypass surgery, so they go in, they restrict my stomach and, uh, you know, I can't eat stuff like that. It's about a 20% weight reduction inside a year and a half is what they shoot for. I can take this pill and lose 35% of my weight in a year and a half with no surgery. Because what it does, it, de it regulates my insulin to keep my insulin really low, and it regulates my leptin and ghrelin hormones, so these hormones from my stomach that tell me if I'm hungry or if I'm full. And uh, well, from your stomach and your fat cells, they tell me if I'm hungry or I'm full, uh, so I'll be fuller faster. So what that means is you actually would get full on chips and salsa. You, you would eat three Oreos and be able, feel satisfied. It, it works. The side effects are just sometimes you have an upset gut and stuff like that. Like it really, really, I can't, I can't find anything wrong with it. The problem is, is now I'm teaching 100, 330 million people in America that they can live off Oreos. Mm -hmm. And I'm teaching them that as long as you take this pill, you can eat three Oreos. You can weigh whatever you want to weigh. You will still feel terrible. You will be unhealthy. You'll probably still have a non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Um, you won't gain any muscle. You'll probably be depressed. It, this has nothing to do with type three diabetes, which is a big known, it used to be a myth 10 years ago. It's a real known thing now. Like dementia and Alzheimer's is called type three diabetes. Yep. Doesn't have anything to do with that, but you be thin. Yeah. And I think I've done a lot of thinking about this pr problem in particular. It's just, I'm always trying to look at the long term, And even when we work with all of our members and our clients, we're always trying to be here for a long time. You know, and what is the long-term effects of what we're doing right now with our habits, with what we eat, with how we move, everything. And in looking at this, we're just going to have a lot of skinny, fat people mm -hmm. walking around. And I'm interested to know what's going to happen in the medical community. Because so often now, you know, if someone comes in complaining about an issue or a problem that they're having, if they're overweight, it's like, we well, need to lose some weight. And that's typically the answer for them. But what comes with that? Like, okay, I need to lose weight. So I probably need to work out more. I probably need to eat better. It comes with habits. It's not a weight loss pill and then they just drop weight. It's coming with all these habits that actually improve your health. But now we're given a pill to lose the weight. So that can't just be the diagnosis anymore. Mm -hmm. Where are we then going to be pushed into what other pills are just going to be pushed more? Rather than being told you need to diet and exercise, like, well, I don't really have to anymore. So what you got for me? Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I think I think the problem, if I had to solve the problem, if I was given that task to solve the problem, it, I would flip the model of because what you're saying right now is patient comes in, patient has problem, I I diagnose problem and I I fix problem with medication. Mm -hmm. I'm not. My job as a, this is always, I always feel like I have to preface this like a million times, like, cause I know there's gonna be a whole bunch of doctors that listen to this. Mm -hmm. Love doctors. Don't, yeah. 
if you have the flu or a broken arm, please don't come see me. Yeah. And if you don't believe me, I will do an operation and show you (laughs) that I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. But you should come see me if you have an unhealthy relationship with food. Mm -hmm. If you've been trying to lose weight for years and haven't. You know, it's not just, oh, I go see Mitchell when I need to learn how to squat better. No, come see me. I've been through some stuff. You know, I lost 60 pounds when I was 13 years old. You know, I got the stretch marks that I hate. I got, I know what it's like to not want to eat the Oreos or to want to eat the Oreos, right? And a pill is not going to solve that. You're still going to hate yourself. Yeah. And, And there's so much more to why somebody would be overweight than somebody just being overweight. Like there is many factors of that. It's just a, I see it as a side effect to what else is going on. Yeah. It's just, it's just an exposure. It's kind of like, you know, somebody smokes for 30 years and they get cancer. It's just that you can't see the tar on their lung. And then one day they have cancer. No, you just see the person, you know, and then to that point, I don't know why it's so, how come we can go up to people that smoke and go, that's disgusting. Why do you smoke? But we can't go up to people and go, look, you're ruining your body. This is incredible. Yeah. You need to stop. Yeah. But point being about flipping it upside down. Um, you know, I, I, I say it all the time. I love CrossFit. Like I don't like yeah. as far as their, their mentality. Uh, and what Greg Glassman did right before he sold the company a couple of years before is they actually created a um, doctor's CrossFit level one. And they said, if we're going to flip the pendulum of information, we can't attack Congress because nothing will get done. We have to attack the the frontliners, the doctors. Yeah. So instead of trying to change the information and legislation, let's go change how that information is getting pushed out of the community. And I thought that was yeah. kind of a smart approach, and that still lives on today. But it's, um, you know, that's really where it lives. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. Because a lot of people... W- and trying to go to like to the root source where you want to go talk to the doctors or whatever it is, I feel like, to your point earlier, you know, people want answers and people want a magic wand and they want, you know, if I just lose the weight, then like X, Y, and Z will happen. Like this will happen for me in my life. Um, if I, and people are looking for education. They're looking for answers. We know that. Like They're it, not dumb. They're no. very smart. And we all go on Google. We all know that there's a million different opinions and studies on all these different things. And people are just looking for answers. And if this is like their one way into the industry of um, bettering themselves, I'm going to, I'm going to lose some weight. I know I need to. So I'm going to start taking this pill and then I'm going to figure everything else out. Maybe the two will go hand in hand. Maybe they also, I like to try and hope it'll be positive. Like maybe they'll, they will start to learn good habits and while also losing weight. Cause I had a lot of, I know a lot of people struggle, but I, I'm a person that feels to what you were talking about earlier. A lot of it is root problems of, you know, depression or other mental issues that may be going on that then exposed to what it is. So what are we going to have when we have all these people taking these, these diet pills where they lose the weight and they're still walking around miserable, looking for more information. They're still Googling and trying Mm. to figure everything out. And I'm like, what, we're just going to have more of the same. I think you're just creating an excuse to be weak because what you're, what you're going to do is you're going to avoid the conflict that you're going to avoid the conflict and the hard conversation that you need to have with yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is, and a lot of people do this, not just in weight loss, like in life in general, they change their circumstances to a degree, not the degree that's needed, just the degree they're willing at that time. And then they're unhappy with the results. So they try to find an outside source or or a thing 
to enhance the likelihood of them reaching their goals. Mm -hmm. So if we're, if we're talking about weight loss, just to make it simple, and we were to use that same analogy, that would be like somebody saying, my goal is to lose 60 pounds in six months. Mm -hmm. I am going to work out twice a week for 30 minutes. I am going to eat three solid meals a day, Monday through Friday. I'm going to eat whatever I want on the weekends and uh, I'll have alcohol four times a week. I just made that up. Mm -hmm. All right, fine. My goal is to lose 60 pounds. I lose 15 pounds. So I got 45 pounds left over. And the answer should be, well, you change some stuff. You know, maybe you're drinking alcohol six days a week. You went to four, you know, you, you were working out zero. You went to two days a week. Mm -hmm. But the change that you made was not enough to lose the 60 pounds. It was enough for 15. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to address that conflict with yourself that you can't drink alcohol four days a week. Yeah. Maybe it's not even one. Maybe it's zero. Like, you know, whatever. You're, you need to work out three days a week for 30 minutes 40, because your goal was the 60. But it's going to create, nah, this is the change. I'm only willing to do this much change. So and let some me. Some people are real about that. I'm only yeah. willing to do this much. They're up front sometimes. And, it, you know, I don't know. Maybe I just feel different on it. But it's not. Jim Windler is uh, is one of my favorite powerlifters. He wrote a book called Boring But Big, um, and it's all about if you've ever done like the five three one squatting program and stuff like that. I mean, he's smart, smart guy, and he has a really good quote. He says, "People love to say that if they didn't have a job and they got paid to work out, they'd work out all day and be a professional athlete too." Mm-hmm. No, you wouldn't. You'd be sitting on the couch playing Xbox and eating Cheetos. You're weak because you're weak. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. I feel like I need to go sit down. (laughs) Whoa. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to, this is a conversation. Like I'm not trying to put some blanket statement on there and say everybody that doesn't reach their weight loss goals is weak. That's not what I'm saying. It's, this is a hypothetical conversation of the world you create if you allow this to happen and you know, I know that our members are listening to this. I'm not trying to act like I'm targeting anybody. Like I was the fat kid myself. Like I'd yeah. still struggle with my own goals. Like it, I got it, but I definitely don't want some pill to bandaid me. No, it's, it's a temporary solution. I see it the same thing as like, I mean, this is a very extreme example, but you know, if you're not addressing a conflict or like maybe the only way you can relax is having, you know, a drink or if you smoke mm-hmm. or whatever it is, it's just something to temporarily distract you from what's actually going on. Yeah. And that's me. I mean, like, you know, it's anything and that can do with anything, you know, like, um, it, it's just, we, we build a lot of distractions in our lives to temporarily not have to deal with what's actually going on and what the problem is. And that's a really hard. There's plenty of things I'm not, you know, embracing in my own life that I need, you know, I have conflicts with. I think everybody does, but this is just a huge one that I'm seeing that can affect so many people. Cause I know there's so many people who are so desperate mm-hmm. to lose weight. Like they're, and they're, they are trying. I know there are people out there who are trying and they're trying to do all the right things and good for them. And it's just not instant. It's not, it's not always going to be a, when you come in and you diet and exercise, it's not a 100% guarantee that you're going to lose X amount of weight in this X amount of time. There are so many factors. But when you're like, here's a pill, and based on all of our studies, you'll lose, you know, X amount of weight in this amount of time. Like, there's more of a guarantee there. Like, why wouldn't you jump on that? 
Of, I yeah. guess so many people would. Like, like, are you kidding? Absolutely. But then all of the habits that are left behind, because you only see what's going on in the mirror. Like, you look at yourself in the mirror every day. You're like, oh, well, I look thin. Everything must be good. I am healthy. But then there's all these other things in your body that are screaming for help, but you don't see that so directly. It's like, well, I look good, so that I must be doing something right. And there's just so many other things that fall into it. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just feel really passionate about that misleading a lot of people. It can just be abused really quickly. Yeah, and, the, you know, as the the logical side of this is as is, is great as this sounds, this doesn't get the discount that the diabetics get. So this will be twelve to $1,300 a month if, if you want to take it for, um, for weight loss. Now, you know, if you... So, and I would even bucket it in, like if you, if you weigh five or 600 pounds and you got to take it because you're literally going to die, that's not even what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm saying like, literally when this got rolled out and they rolled it out on like CNBC and they put all this stuff up there, the questions that literally came in as they're going over this, a whole bunch of people raise their hand. So, hey, hey, if I got a wedding coming up and I need to lose like 15 pounds, can I take this? And they tried to navigate it, you know, nicely, but that's who's going to take it. Yeah. So I'm not even talking about the, the five, the 500, 600 pound person. Honestly, that might even trigger their life to be better. Yeah. I'm talking about the yo-yoer of yeah. the 20, 30 pounds. That is so much stress on your body. Lose, gain, lose, gain. It is, you are just wrenching that thing. And yeah. then you're masking it with other band-aids like caffeine and sleep pills. And like, just, I mean, it, what, I mean, honestly, like, what are we going to do? We're going to wake up and we're going to take stimulants and then we're going to just <laughs> eat fake food stimulant again in the middle of the day. Then we can't sleep. So we're going to take a sleep aid yeah. and then we're going to take something to help us lose weight. And we're just a walking freaking pill we're and we're living in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next step. Yeah. You know, they've been doing all these studies, um, around, the effects of constant yo-yoing over and over again in your life and like what it actually does to your brain and going into that, you know, type three diabetes world of how it makes your brain like Swiss cheese, like the constant going up and down of your blood sugar and your body not knowing what to expect. It is especially, you know, back in primal days, we only, you know, lived to about like 30 years old, right? Yeah. But now constant yo-yoing of famine or, you know, feast over and over and over again for up to 80 years, what that does to our brains, it's, tragic um so rather than being able to give someone like a steady lifestyle pacing of like this is these are the good habits and we're gradually gonna get better every day just one percent every day just a little bit better that is far much better for your brain than you know just how you look in the mirror right away when i got when i got into training uh i started training when i was 19 i would say from 19 to 21 i was very open about the fact that I didn't even know that this stuff could exist. And I would always say, if I, man, this is so hard. If I could just take a pill and look the way I want to look, I would take that pill. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, then maybe like 26, 27. And I don't think it has to do with age. I think it has to do with time in the industry. Once I started being in it like eight, nine years, I started thinking to myself, just this, like the earning of it is so good so much sweeter it's and and that is the stupidest thing that you want to say to somebody that yeah. is not reaching their goals i've been there 100 yeah. percent. i'm like shut up dwayne johnson yeah. like I gotcha <laughs> yeah but even just your small win i mean even just when we when we repeat the cycles of 
our, our monthly training in the gym and people add five pounds on their deadlift, you know, is it watching somebody do a clean and jerk. When you watch a female do a clean and jerk with the 25s for the first time, so they can drop it. Like, yes. oh, that's just so cool. Been there, done that best day of my life. <laughs> but if you could take a pill, do you think that exists? Because the only reason you're really in the gym is to look and feel a certain way. Yeah. So if you take that away and I just train all these people that I can just take a pill, then what do you go do? Well, obviously we're looking at the extreme efforts of this, you know, if you only took the pill, if you did, we don't know what it, the effects are going to be if you also exercise and also change your lifestyle habits in tandem. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with that. And hopefully that's, I, I would love that, that. That's the requirement. If you're going to, I want you to prove that you have a gym membership and that yeah. you're going and I want X, Y, and Z, I want a report card and then you can have this pill. That would be amazing if we waved a magic wand. Um, well, they do that with like gastric bypass and stuff. Right. So if I you, that. I mean, you have to go see a counselor, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Which is smart. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, but to your point, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I think it's a rabbit hole that you can keep going down yeah. and it's not even anything that is done. The only thing that is done that is available right now today is all that insurance stuff. You can go to elilily.com forward slash like, I think it's like even like insulin discount. I mean, it's real wow. salesy. And, wow. uh, and you, if you don't have insurance, you can scan it. You can get a QR code. This has been going on since 2020. Like, mm. and, 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 you know, there's the business side of it. Go dominate, go get all that market share. Like I cool, man. I mean, yeah. cream rises to the top, bro. Trust me. If I, I told you before the show, if somebody came to me today and said, I'll float your business for three years, I want you to charge every single member $50. I'd do it. Mm. Cause I, I'd kill all my competition. Right. Yeah. I just can't on yeah. $50 a month. Right. I'd even do a hundred bucks. But but you can't live like that. Um, so go get it. It's just it. So I think one medication is live now for the weight loss. Uh, I think there's one or two other ones coming, but it's just going to be interesting. I don't even know. Like we just got to learn about it. We just got to keep rolling with it. We're going to learn a lot. It's something to talk about. And I, I'm just real interested in who who gets to make these decisions. That's the real thing. I say the same thing about like where AI is going and I'm a huge fan of AI. We use AI in our business every day, mm -hmm. but, and you guys don't know that, but uh, <laughs> I think they do, <laughs> but, um, is this me right now? We don't even know, but it's, but who's going to control that information, right? If I can go to chat GPT, I can ask any question I want. Okay. Well, who regulates the answers? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I can go here and I can take a pill who, who, reg and, and is that the, is it just some company that gets to regulate that? That's where it's like, Okay. Who has all this power? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but it's freaking weird that it's going to be more money than the fitness space. Because then, then if I was, if I'm Lily, who I mean, they, they, their EBITDA just to the super bottom line was eight billion last year, like oh. yeah, in the bank. All right. So like Apple, a multi-trillion dollar company, has two hundred fifty billion in the bank. Wow. All right. So to me, eight and two hundred fifty ain't that far off when you look at what like like apple is a very long mature yeah. based company now eli Lilly's 140 years old like i get that but like right now is when they've started making moves yeah how much can you close that gap if you got that much cash in the bank like you like what like i mean you could just buy gold's gym mm. i mean they almost freaking closed their doors but you start getting 10 15 20 billion dollars who are you gonna buy you can keep their name up there. It's still Gold's Gym, you know, yeah. but then you start taking, okay, now all of our nutrition uh, consultations have this pill that you take. And uh, you know what? Because I own you. Mm -hmm. So I become part of your your ethos, your thing, your prescription, your whatever. 
So what are you going to do with that money? It's going to be layered in everywhere. And I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying, I see an opportunity. What are they going to do with the opportunity? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Where do you put the money? I don't really know. I don't even know if I have an opinion on it because that's yeah. so much freaking money on a big old scale. I don't even know what I would do with that. Yeah. But it's like, it is a thing. Yeah. And it's happening. And let's learn. We will learn. Yeah. We absolutely will learn. And that's the only thing we can do. And so just being, everyone's going to go home and like, look it up. We're all going to watch it. And just, I feel like we're watching a movie. It, yeah. Well, it is the, the, because uh, I know we're about to wrap this up. The point of the thing is that it works. That If you could take the whole bucket of the conversation, why does this podcast even exist? Because it works and there's very little side effects. So you're not talking about something that might work with all these massive side effects. We're saying you shouldn't take it. I'm saying, no, you could maybe have an upset stomach for a day. This isn't like a fat burner because a fat burner just has you like pee out free water, mm-hmm. maybe lose it. You're not even really losing fat. You just dehydrate your body and you have a really high heart rate. So you look like you're on speed. So <laughs> this actually truly has an effect with little to no side effects, which is the next step of medication. Cause the goal is to make medication to your DNA where you could walk into your doctor's office. You have your DNA strand on a card. And then when you get like Percocet or whatever, they individually make that to you. So there is no side effects. There's only effects. Effects. Yeah. The future. And then and then you have to ask yourself, that's an ethical argument. Is that even bad? Because I sure don't like exploding diarrhea from my <laughs> acne medication. You get what I'm saying? Yes. So Yes. Wow. What a concept. But that yeah, I mean, I think when you're putting it into categories, it's up, we're gonna wrap this up, but just to that, you're looking at medicine to where when medicine is needed. And then you're comparing it to lifestyle and what you need to live a healthy life. And I feel like those are two different worlds. Yeah. And they should be two different worlds. Because I'll leave you with this. Okay. If you take exercise and you make that medicine and you take weight loss pills and you make that medicine, if there's medicine, there must be malpractice. Done, done. So what's the malpractice? Done. <laughs> All right, y'all. My heart rate's beating really fast and I'm really nervous. Okay, so that is all we have for y'all today. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us five stars on whatever you're listening to, Apple Music or Spotify, whatever it may be, and have an awesome day. Let's go watch the news.